everybody. Welcome to Cats on Film Pod. I'm your host, Ray Island, here with my co-host, Skipper. Thanks for joining us every Tuesday as we review cats and film. There will be spoilers. On today's episode, we're talking about the animated film April in the Extraordinary World, which came out in 2015. We watched the English-language dub, which they did a good job on. It was originally released in French, a co-production of studios from France, Belgium, and Canada. Let's recap. In steampunk Paris, the Franklin family keeps cages of cats in a dark basement to experiment on. I know. And the first Franklin we see was doing Dr. Moreau-type experiments on all sorts of animals several decades before. Ugh, yeah. Back to the basement of caged cats, unfortunately. The Franklins are testing a serum on them, trying to make immortal super soldiers. One cat, Darwin, a black-and-white tuxedo cat, is allowed to roam free because they already completed their experiment on him. Stop making such a sad face. Come play! It'll be more fun than this chemistry Darwin, it's thanks to that chemistry you can talk. And you're proud of your parents? It was a failed experiment. I was supposed to be invulnerable, but I'm not! These humans do know that a cat speaks a human language, but they have to hide his speaking ability from all the humans outside the Franklin family. And Darwin must really dig his human language abilities, because despite their continued animal experimentation, he goes all in on protecting the Franklins. Yeah, April is genuinely devoted to him. Darwin is such a loyal hero. He helps April escape institutionalization when her human family is presumed dead. Darwin helps raise her, reading her bedtime stories like Puss in Boots, and even advising her on scientific experiments. Such a smart kitty. All he needed was human language to read all those books, and he understands them perfectly. Unfortunately, living in such a smoggy city really wears on Darwin, as it does many people in Paris, judging by all the gas masks, even on little pet dogs. We've started seeing regular mask wearing here due to the coronavirus pandemic and wildfire season, but not on kitties, despite those big cats in New York coming down with COVID. Yeah, you can just stay inside, Skipper. Anyways, back to Darwin, who's very realistic other than the human language. He's an independent thinker and loyal to his family, but when they find a rat that seems to be useful in April's quest, Darwin instinctually attacks it. Go to the big oak tree as fast as you can! Sorry, feline instinct. I can't control it. Cat's gonna cat. And for 2D cell animation, he's portrayed realistically. So much, though, that we can tell he hasn't been neutered. Even when he dies in that statue, he looks so much like a genuinely ill and bedraggled kitty. I was in tears, Skipper. He's such a good cat, and to lose him so soon. But when he comes back to life... Fabulous, seeing him hop around with youthful vigor, a highlight of the movie. And he can go back to physically defending April. Darwin even figures out how to turn Pops' house into a robotic, moving castle-type contraption. Then he adapts well to the secret dinosaur garden compound and really does a number on a dinosaur guard. Oh, what would you do in that robotic suit? (laughs) Oh, Skipper, I believe you would. Anyways, Darwin demonstrates his immortality again when he has to survive a laser blast to the chest. Well, yes, he does technically die, but comes back to life, two of his nine lives down. Then he completely saves the day! The humans contribute, but without Darwin, this would be a tragedy. 
And after the rocket is launched and Darwin seems to die yet again, that's a tragedy on its own. <coughs> yes, but I doubt even an immortal cat can come back from being vaporized in a nuclear blast. He is very lucky to get to the moon in one piece. Heroes do tend to have extraordinary luck, and the ability to make the most of it. Wait, something's moving up ahead. I'm not alone! <laughs> what took you so long? April, I'm coming! Sixty years alone on the moon. Hmm, maybe he was floating through space trying to get to the moon for some of that time. Once we see Darwin there, it is so fun to see him bounding across the green lunar hills, curious and loyal to the end. You're right, you're right. Not his end, just the movie's end. And just before the closing credits, we do get to see family photos up in April's house. There's one of a ginger cat surrounded by dangerous chemicals, presumably in a lab. Maybe another scientist cat. Well, Skipper, what's your review of how cats are represented in April in the Extraordinary World? Only three out of four paws, but Darwin's the best, an absolute hero. Oh yes, the animal experimentation. And the serum only working on cats, rats, and plants, as far as we know, is a good reminder that testing products for humans on animals may not even be useful for the humans. Absolutely not at all worth it. Thank you for listening to Cats on Film Pod. Know someone who loves science? Share this episode with them. Cats on Film Pod is voiced and produced by Ray Island with the music by The Dose Man and additional sounds from freesound.org. Follow us online at Cats on Film Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Podfan. Cats on Film Pod.